0: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN Chicago. The ESPN Chicago app. Take us anywhere with you. Download the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to our shows and podcasts all over the world. You can watch us tonight on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Search for ESPN Chicago. Like, subscribe. Hit that notification button so you know every time we go live or post a new video. You can also watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. I'm Adam Abdallah. Chris Bleck. Has the night off. And I want to start with the Chicago Bulls tonight. Another trade deadline has come and gone. And the Chicago Bulls, Arturis Karnasovas, Mark Eversley, have not made another move. This is now 30 months. You have to go all the way back 30 months ago to find the last trade that they made. Now, they traded some picks a while back. But no players have been acquired or traded in 30 months And to me, that is ridiculous. You've got two of your players, and yes, I'm counting Lonzo Ball as one of those players, and now Zach Levine that are going to be out for a prolonged period of time. Zach Levine is going to miss the rest of the season. And I understand that you can't trade him. I was expecting them to trade Zach Levine anyway after we heard the rumors from everywhere and everyone, whether you are a Bulls reporter, Adrian Wojnarowski, Brian Windhorse, whoever it was, telling you that the Bulls were not going to be able to find a trade partner for Zach Levine. That he was being viewed in the league as not a winning player. But that also means that some of the other players are valuable. Alex Caruso, valuable to teams. Andre Drummond valuable to teams. But a trade deadline today has come and gone, and the Chicago Bulls did nothing. I would think that after seeing what they were last year at this time, going into the trade deadline, they were twenty-six and twenty-eight. They didn't make any moves. They wanted to see how the rest of the season played out. They wanted they we got so many games left. We got this amount of games left. We want to be playing. We want to see how this team goes. And it didn't go well. They made the play-in tournament. They lost. It doesn't count as making the playoffs. Those stats don't count towards playoffs. Stats, those wins and losses, don't count in the playoffs. You failed to make the playoffs last year. As of right now, the Bulls are in the nine seed. Uh, yet again, a play-in tournament team. But some would say their best player, whether he is or not, Zach Levine, is going to miss the rest of the season. And so... To me, that means you're not as good as the rest of the teams in the East. You're not as good as the Celtics. You're not as good as the Bucs. Right now, you're not as good as the Magic. They're one spot ahead of you. And right now, sitting at 24 and 27, ninth in the East, 21st in offensive efficiency, 13th in defensive efficiency, it's time to be done with this. It's time to be over. They should have traded Caruso. The rumor is the asking price was two first-round picks. That's ridiculous for Alex Caruso. Maybe a first-round pick. Like you're, you're, It's going to be to a bad team, or not a, a good team with a bad pick, right? So the, the better the team is, the worse the pick. But at least you get a first-round pick. Andre Drummond, teams wanted him. One of the best rebounders in the league. His PER is nuts. He should have been moved as well. You probably could have found a a trade partner for Jamar DeRozan as well. Resign him if you want to in the offseason, but whatever. You could have traded him. The only shining light about this team is Kobe White. Kobe White has found a way to develop himself and become a player in Zach Levine's absence. And he's become a very good player. He should probably be an all-star. But he's not. The Bulls don't have anybody representing them during the All-Star break this year. And I'm not surprised because this team is not very good. They were not very good last year. They didn't make the playoffs. They're not very good this year. They're probably going to fail to make the playoffs again this year. They can make a play-in tournament and Sea Red Nation can love them. And everybody can say, oh, it's great. The Bulls are in the play-in tournament. All right, cool. If you move up one spot, maybe you get a home game for that play-in tournament. It's just not good enough. And sitting on your hands and doing nothing is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The fact that they haven't made a move in 30 months, over two years, is ridiculous. That they just think that this is just going to be fine. I don't know what they get paid to do up there. What AK and Mark Eversley get paid to do. You don't do anything in the last two trade deadlines. You haven't done anything. And it's absolutely ridiculous. And I won't be surprised when this team probably makes the play-in tournament again and probably loses to a better team. Because you're ninth right now, and I don't see it getting any better. They'll win some games. They'll lose some games. It'll be a roller coaster. Will they, won't they, will they, won't they? And they probably will make the play-in tournament. And that'll be all that she wrote for them. Because they probably won't win again. Maybe they'll win the first game. Won't win the second game. And it will probably be sitting on the outside looking in at another year of the playoffs where this Bulls team has done nothing to make themselves better or position themselves better in the draft and hopefully try to pick up a player that way and rebuild or retool, get rid of some of this money, find a trade partner for Vooch in the offseason and and rebuild that way. Teams rebuild themselves in offseasons all the time in the NBA. You don't need to just build through the draft and build through the draft and build through the draft. You can you can get rid of players and trade them away and free up money and then be, try to become a destination when players become free agents in the offseason. There's really no disgruntled players right now. There's really no player that's like, I want out, trade me right now. It would have happened today. Maybe it happens in the offseason. Maybe you get a player that wants out. Maybe you want a player that... uh, And you need to be ready to position yourself for that player. I don't know who it's going to be. It might not be anybody again. But you have to be ready. And the Bulls right now are just doing nothing. Sitting on their hands once again. Doing nothing. It's Bleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Let's talk about something a little bit happier. Last night, it'll be confirmed tonight with NFL Honors, the NFL Hall of Fame... It was reported by Jason Leisure in the Sun-Times that the NFL Hall of Fame is going to elect Devin Hester, Julius Peppers, and it's about damn time for Steve Mongo McMichael. And it's great. I'm not one of these people that doesn't think Devin Hester shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be. It's the Hall of Fame. He was the best at his, of his era. Some argue he's the best to ever do it. And I think he should be in. I don't care that he's a special teams player. It doesn't matter to me. But my most memorable times at Bears games and the best times I've had at Bears games are during his return. And you would hear Soldier Boy, and he would come out there. You never knew it was going to happen. And a lot of times, he would take the ball to the house. And it was awesome. And it was great. And for me personally, as a Bears fan... That was only one year old when they won the Super Bowl. I have no memory. The height of my Bears fandom, and I've said this before, the height of my Bears fandom is that night in the Super Bowl against the Colts when Devin Hester returned the opening kickoff. And from then on, it's been downhill. They obviously lost the game as we start the downhill. And from then on, it's just been nothing but crap, it's been nothing but bad teams. And hopefully, you know, they make the right decision in the draft this year. They won seven games. Hopefully they can make the playoffs and the trajectories on the way up. But at the time right now, when he returned that opening kickoff, and you're like, with this defense, man, this is it. The Bears just won the Super Bowl. Like, that's the one thing you're not supposed to do. Don't kick to Hester. You can't kick to Hester. And they did. And he returned it. It was one of the great returns on his resume. And Devin Hester's going into the Hall of Fame. Julius Peppers, also going into the Hall of Fame, was here for a little bit with the Bears, put up some great numbers with the Bears. But to me, I I always think of him as a Panther. Like, if this was the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and Julius Peppers had to pick, like, a a hat to wear on his bust or the plaque that they do in the Hall of Fame for, for Major League Baseball, he would probably pick the Panthers. Like, yeah, he was a Bear, and he put up great numbers with the Bear. They paid him a lot of money, and that's fine. I just always think of him as more of a Panther. And to say that there are three Bears going into the Hall of Fame, okay. I guess. It's like two and a half, really. But congrats to Julius Peppers. I'm not taking anything away from Julius Peppers. Phenomenal player. Hall of Famer for sure. Very glad he's in there. I just don't really qualify him as a Bears player in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. It's just me, I guess. That's just me. Maybe I'm just weird like that. And most importantly, our teammate here, our family member, On ESPN Chicago, Steve Mongo McMichael is finally a Hall of Famer. Everybody obviously wishes it would have happened sooner. And he deserved to be in a lot sooner. Half that team is in the Hall of Fame. And he absolutely deserved to be in the Hall of Fame sooner. And I think the worst part about it is I don't think he's in the the shape to make a speech. Because if you know anything about Mongo, and I had the privilege of working with Mongo here at the radio station when I first started for a few years, for many years, for five or six years, doing the pregame show with Mongo. The speech would have been awesome. That's must-see TV. Steve Mongo McMichael's speech at the Hall of Fame would have been must-see TV. I was there when Erlacher went. Erlacher's was great. But Steve Mongo McMichael, the boisterous, the bravado the way he carried himself, just everything about him, you know that speech would have been awesome. And I'm glad he's in. I'm super happy for his family. I'm super happy for for everybody that knows him, that's been championing him to get in for a while, all the fans. I see him on Twitter. I see you guys on Twitter with the badges as your avatar to get Mongo into the Hall of Fame. I feel happy for all the fans because it's something that's been coming for a while, and I'm glad he got to see it. And I'm glad his family got to see him see it go into the Hall of Fame. And um, I, j- I just really love the guy. That's really all there is to say. I just really love the guy. He's, he's such a, a, a big teddy bear. And I know he's a bear, so it's weird to say he's a big teddy bear. But he treats everyone the same, whether you're a first-day producer or you, you, you were in the locker room with him for, you know, a decade. He treats everyone the same with the same amount of respect and considers you part of his family and we consider him part of our family here at ESPN Chicago. We got a lot to do tonight. Got some soup, a soup review coming up here. We got some Luke Bryan tickets to give away and of course the song of the night. We'll be right back. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. To Black, 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 and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Kevin Zipak for producing tonight's show. We will be back tomorrow night. At 6.30 right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Right now, if you're caller 25, you will win a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan at Wrigley Field coming up. Later this year, August 25th, with special guests Bailey Zimmerman, Tracy Lawrence, and Chase Beckham. Caller 25 right now. Tickets on sale tomorrow, this Friday, at 10 a.m. Cubs.com slash Luke Bryan. But you can get a pair of tickets right now if you are caller 25 to 312-332-3776. If you've been following along this week, it is super week. And we have our Thursday soup, our fourth soup, if you've been keeping track at home. On Monday, we had the lobster bisque from Luke's Lobster. On Tuesday, we had the matzo ball soup from Manny's Deli. Yesterday, we had the tortilla soup from Havana, an outstanding soup. And tonight, tonight we kept it a little close to the radio station and a little cheaper just so we could splurge a little bit tomorrow. Tonight, we just we went to Corner Bakery, and we've got the chicken orzo soup. I've never had chicken orzo soup. Essentially, it's just orzo noodles and stuff with chicken. Like, it's a chicken... Like, it's chicken soup with orzo. It's delicious. It's so good. One slurp, everybody knows the rules. It's so good. My favorite part about this soup is that they give you, like, a half a thing of bread. So, like, I can use the bread. I'm not going to try to do it on the radio here, but... You can use the bread to eat the, to eat the soup. And this soup cost me $6.69. So if you're going for our total, we are at a total now. I have a budget of $50. Thank you to Danny Zetteman for giving me the budget of $50. So we have that budget. And right now we are at $34.38, meaning we have about $15 to play with tomorrow. I know what my soup is going to be tomorrow. And I knew it's going to be about $14 or $15. So this was uh, future planning by me. This is good budget management by me because I plan on using all of the $50. It's just going to be tomorrow. Soup is going to be expensive. You know Chris isn't here, so you know what we're going to do. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. It's time for some Zoo News. The Topeka, Kansas Zoo Monkeys have picked the Kansas City Chiefs as their Super Bowl winner. And you're like, okay, listen, this is Topeka, Kansas. They're homers. Of course they're going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Not so fast, my friends. The Patas Monkeys from the Topeka Zoo originated from the San Francisco Zoo. One of them was actually born at the San Francisco Zoo, brought over to the Topeka Zoo, have been living there for about three years now. So now you have a, a San Francisco transplant in Kansas. Kansas City or in Topeka has picked the Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Has picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. It was Emma. Emma was the first monkey to come out and she picked the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, San Francisco, but here at the Topeka Zoo, we think the Chiefs are going to win, says the keeper of those monkeys. That's what is new at the zoo. We got a lot of stuff to do. It's time for Song of the Night. I want to Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for it. What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. We go back to 1994, Jawbreaker, the album 24-Hour Revenge Therapy, the song, Boxcar. up and i Adam, why are we listening to Boxcar by Jawbreaker off the album 24 Hour Revenge Therapy? Well, this album came out, 24 Hour Revenge Therapy by the band Jawbreaker, came out yesterday in 1994, February 7th, 1994. So it's the 30th anniversary of this album. Uh, mostly recorded in Steve Albini's house. Steve Albini produced uh, a bunch of Nirvana, and it was recorded in his house right here in Illinois, and these guys actually opened for Nirvana. And then, of course, like Green Day and Offspring happened, so they never really got like the, the critical success. But uh, this band is great. I love this band. They just did like a reunion tour about a year ago. They're awesome. I love Jawbreaker. Uh, one of the pioneers of punk and, and emo, emo punk, I guess, pop punk, all that kind of stuff. So... It's great. Check it out. 24 Hour Revenge Therapy. It's a great album by the band Jawbreaker, their third album. Uh, so, yeah, Jawbreaker, Boxcar, your song of the night. Ride, 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 ride. I wanna rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank <laughs> the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll talk to you tomorrow night for the last night of Super Week. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.